and welcome to the Robot Dice Explosion podcast. I'm Ben. I'm Ollie. And this week we're going to, well, I keep saying this week as if we do weekly episodes. Maybe well, we will with this idea. But I was say, that's the plan. Yeah, so uh, we're going to try and keep uh, this episode to like around about half an hour and just focus on a single model for GCT's Bushido. Obviously, we our podcasts tend to be a little bit longer than we actually intended when we started this uh we should, this probably, we should probably aim for like 15 minutes then. Oh, well. And then we'll get yeah. half an hour. <laughs> we'll see. Um, we'll see if my son wakes up while we're recording this. So, yeah, the idea is to try and produce a few of these episodes a little bit more frequently, talking about just a single miniature and some of the interactions that it could have. And maybe one day we'll work our way through the entire game. Who knows? That's not that many models. Um, Okay, so yeah, this week uh, we're going to start with Yatsumata from the Ito clan. Big two-headed snake. There's been some talk about it, so we figured we'd give advice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's weird, actually, because I haven't played Yatsumata for a long time. I went through a period of really wanting to play her a lot in the last edition but this edition i haven't actually used her that much i've played uh, against it several times yeah must be you yeah it was probably last edition no no this edition hmm. really I've, yeah yeah because i've used the minato and bounty on it before oh actually yeah maybe maybe <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get to that yes um, okay so let's just cover the background a little bit uh so, it's unclear if this huge snake is a priestess of Orochi warped by the kami into its image, or simply a monster from the jungles of Shimagoma. Shimagama? In battle, Yatsumata moves with frightening speed and direction as if guided by an unseen hand. In combat, each head can deliver a muscle-wasting venom through foot-long fans as hard as iron, downing even the toughest warriors as they are reduced to a whimpering mess. Two heads leave the unholy beast with few natural blind spots adding to its already strong survivability and resilience gifted by its speed and thick scales. Yeah. It's it's a big, fast, two-headed snake. Yes. Um, which I will always refer to as a she. Uh, I can't remember exactly why. I think there was talk, but it's probably from the priestess uh, mutation idea. Probably. Uh, so she's... Uh, She's joint most costly profile in the Ito alongside its Nagi at 25 rice. I guess she's um that they're both beet sticks. Both yeah. Different flavors of beet stick. Yes. Uh so obviously the the, the first thing that's apparent from her is, pro- is probably uh the formerly skill. Um which on a non-samurai is pretty extraordinary. Uh, don't see an awful lot of that. In the last edition, she was three, but could buff to four. Uh, but she's been simplified somewhat in this edition. Yeah, I mean, the, the drawback, so to speak, to the four is that because she's a snake, she doesn't actually have any key, key buffs at all. Mm. So you are four, and that's your cap. Yeah. She's, she's notably not an animal, though. She's uh, Asura. Yes. Which I, I haven't actually looked up what Asura means. I can't quite remember. Uh, sort of a, a god-like thing, I think. Um, 
class of beings or power-seeking clans related to the more, more benevolent divas in Hinduism. Okay. So some sort of celestial semi-divine being, I think, is supposed to be the idea. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that there's a couple of other Asura in the game. Um, like the... Or was it Tenchi or someone? Anyway. Yeah, something like that. Uh, I think the second thing that's, uh, that's notable, especially in the Ito clan, is the Ten Wounds. Yes, Ten Wounds and Toughness 1. And Toughness 1. This is going to be the most durable miniature that Ito are ever going to get, basically. She she almost doesn't fit the uh, the faction paradigm as a result. Yes, but I mean you are also joint highest, so you you are paying twenty five for the privilege. Yeah, and you combine that with uh, the six movement, and she's on a large base, so fifty mil. So if you want to do an early interaction with an objective, she can do that for you. Yeah, yeah. It's like, not necessarily the model you want doing it, but in turn one, or, turn one, she's or, not going to do much else. So yeah. Uh, she generates two key, but obviously that evaporates as she can't store it. Yes. Uh, yeah, okay. So she basically she can choose between in combat between her left head and her right head. Essentially a more aggressive and a more defensive head. Yeah. Uh, so the, the left head's turning up with feint, uh, which obviously means that you're uh, more aggressive. And you've got combo attack zero and grapple attack zero, so you're not paying for those options, which I think is one of the reasons why she's so good is that she doesn't pay for her yes. specials. Special, special attacks you have to pay for is significantly less useful. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if you if you pay one, it's a really meaningful... Like it's, It can be quite a tough choice. If you're paying two, it, yeah. It's not going to have to use. really be setting up for that. There's only a couple of twos in the game, of course. but Yeah. Uh, both heads have poison one, two. Uh, so you're putting a poison two token down whenever you hurt anyone. Uh, and the right head's got dodge instead of faint. So obviously. And, and sidestep defense instead of uh, combo attack. Yeah, so she, it makes her actually quite difficult to tie down, which would normally be your answer to a big melee model like this is that you just you go into combat with her and then just defend until the end of time. Yeah, but I mean. I'd rather have her sidestep defense out if I have to, um, because at least you are wasting activations on suboptimal stuff. Yeah. Which on a 25 rise model is fairly significant. This is the thing you want her plopped down in a zone uh, as a deterrent and then murdering anything that gets close. Uh, she's got movement six, so real fast, even for Ito. So maybe going after a Vim. Uh, yeah. But that 50 mil base is, obviously it's good for your first turn uh, objective interaction. It's good for dominating a zone. It's real bad for getting to someone else's Vim. Or just for um, navigating uh, impossible terrain that your opponent has conveniently placed to block <laughs> off zones. Yeah, so obviously she's got light-footed, so so difficult terrain is not a problem. But yeah, anything which is impassable, any enemy miniatures, their zones of control are going to be a problem. Uh, so she's going to she's going to find it difficult to get around a little bit uh, if things get busy 
Yeah, you can uh, you can definitely defend against her using clever positioning of models. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit the same way you defend against Wraith. Not that that he's going to be a focus today, but no, just just give her don't give her space to stand where she wants. Yeah. Yeah, that's it can be a really effective way to deal with larger base models. Uh, even with things like Wraith, they, they can move through the, that terrain, but they can't stop on it, mm. uh, which is critical. Uh, she's immune, immune to poison and prone. So the, the immune to poison is, oh, yeah, fair enough. Um, but immune to prone is obviously massive. Yes, because the other thing you'd quite like to do to Yatamata would be debuff her. Yeah, absolutely. She's unable to buff herself, really. So. Yeah. You know, you're not going to count choosing between the heads. So, yeah, she can't buff herself, so you really want to try and debuff her, but actually that's going to be pretty difficult. Um, she's not going to be pleased about blind. No. And, I mean, obviously you have... Um, the the hilarious one is Death Sentence. <laughs> yeah. So Death Sentence absolutely screws her over for a whole game. Uh, almost to the point where I, I'm not particularly keen on the interaction because I, I don't really like things where you can't do anything about it at all. I mean, it still requires your opponent to actually go in and beat her. All they get is an extra die. True. Yeah, I mean, she she doesn't lose dice. So no. that's... Yeah. So it, it makes good fighters her equal... And and it, it's it makes it less easy for her to just eat random grunts. Yeah. The but trouble it's... is like so much of her role is eating random grunts and taking the fight to, to big guys. It is it's a massive counter to her. Oh yes, she's definitely not world twenty five rice if she has a death sentence marker on her. <laughs> and so I think so with Jung, is it one rice to put a death sentence marker on someone? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I start having issues with it at that point. <laughs> um, there are there are ways within other factions to remove markers, but I don't think Ito can do it. Uh, they're not really known for cleansing people. So, yeah. Uh, let me let me just check. I might be wrong. I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's a way. Um, so, I mean, you know, having her in a zone. Oh no, you... I, I was wrong. It is two rice. Oh, it's two rice. Okay. That's fair enough. Um, so yeah, having her in a zone with immune to prone, indomitable one. If people get close, she's got split attack. She's got tough one. She's got all those wounds. Soulless. Yeah, soulless. And, so you're not going to be doing any opposed key tests on her and lightning reflexes. So even if you do get into melee with her, you better hope you've got lightning reflexes as well. She's real intimidating. I understand why a lot of people... Uh, are scared of her and why a lot of people in this edition have almost thought of her as an auto-include. Yeah, but 25 rice is still a quarter of your list. Absolutely, yeah. And if someone gives her a death sentence, that's a real bummer. Well, it's it's also because a, a bunch of other models you might want in Ito are, are not that cheap either. Mm. So you can quite quickly end up with a list that doesn't actually have quite as many models as you'd like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're not like Jung, where they have just loads of cheap but effective profiles. They have 
affordable effective profiles, but not not that low end that Jung can bring. So uh, yeah, she's definitely a commitment. And it, if you start taking her and then let's say like uh, Ayako or uh, oh, the Medusa one whose name I should know, but I've forgotten. Oh, uh, yes. Mizuki. I, yes. Um, then, you know, that's a serious investment of rice at that point. Yes. I mean, at that point, you've definitely chosen your path. Yeah. You, you, you've picked the game plan. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean... Um, Yatsumata does the game plan of I go up and just eat someone quite well. Um, she's it's a very good model for zone play. Yeah. Um, the the question is is it a very good model for some of the other scenarios? I think with objective scenarios, um, she can get that that first objective turned turn one probably. Uh, so I think she's fairly effective early game and then she's a deterrent, deterrent mid game because you can be like well I've turned this objective come are at you, me. yeah you're going to come near me um, and even with a death sentence on her in that situation she's still a pretty good a de- good deterrent and if she's sat uh, in the middle at this point yeah, she's got pretty easy access to the other two scenario objectives for yeah. attacking models which move up to interact with them True. so I think I think she can do pretty good area denial in that sense, or an area threat, much like uh, Kaihime can with her bow. Um, I mean, that that's yeah. her act- actual strength when you boil, down, boil it down, isn't it? Area denial? Well, anything that's got high movement and can bite your head off is going to be fulfilling that role fairly well, I think. Yeah. And she's got the added bonus of being pretty resilient as well. Should we just touch on split attack? Because it's actually fairly important for how it potentially functions. Yeah, I mean, so my first thought with split attack is it just adds to her, I'm in this zone, what are you going to do about it? Because you can start ganging up on her, but with Indomitable, she's not getting negative straight away. Yeah, you need three You need, you need. need three models before she loses a die. Yeah, and she can hit both models if she's only in, in with two. So... Um, yeah, what were your thoughts? Yeah, no, no, it was more because split attack changed. So mechanically, I was just thinking, should we just go over how that actually works? Because, oh, right, okay. because it works different from last edition, where split attack was not quite that good. Yeah, it wasn't so useful last uh, last edition. Um, shall I read it through, Read it out? Yeah. So split attack. When this model declares a melee or charge action, it may move into base-to-base with two or more enemy models and ignores their zone of control as long as it is moving closer to a point where it is in base-to-base with both. Uh, I mean, that's that's one of the that's the only exception in the game uh, for entering base-to-base with two models. You can't do it otherwise uh, in in one action. Yeah. One activation. After its movement, if it is in base-to-base with two or more enemy models, the player may resolve a melee exchange with two or more of those models. This model has a a penalty of minus one die for each additional melee exchange. It will make this activation on all its melee exchanges. So if you're in in base-to-base with two and you choose to attack two, you're going to be at minus one. So you have three dice. Yeah, and if you're in with three, you're going to be doing it at minus two so you still have two dice fantastic way to exhaust three models if they're not that high a threat yes um da, 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 where are we uh resolve them in the order the controlling player chooses so that the model will be left facing the enemy model it fought last 
remove only one activation token from this model after the last melee exchange. So split attack, attack in a way is a counter to the thing where uh, like group where you can use the like three monkeys to go in and just strip activation tokens off someone. Uh, split attack is like the inverse of that. Yes, it it's does not a counter to it. Sorry, it, no, it, it requires you to to sort of grab the initiative on that because you have to be the one who initiates. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's much more effective now. Before I think you. Uh, you, I can't you, remember exactly. You lost a lot of dice before. You, you split your dice pool between all the targets? That was it. That was it, yeah. Which you, may, you may have even been at minus one die and then splitting. So. I think it was something like that. So, yeah, tomorrow yeah. fighting two people would be at two dice against one and one against the other. Something like that, yeah. It's just, uh, no, not going to yeah. do it. Uh, yeah, I, it's highly effective, I think, if you, if you get ganged up on. Uh, your opponent obviously shouldn't create that situation. Uh, no, it, it would be crazy to do that. I mean, the way that you tire her out is you move in with something cheap, but hopefully it's got sidestep defense, and you just jump straight back out again, and you go in with something else, uh, and do the same. But because it has indomitable sidestep defense, is actually slightly less annoying than it is on a lot of other models because you're not mm. going to get the outnumber anyway, which yeah. is frequently what annoys me about someone sidestepping defense away. Yeah. But unless I bring three models in, it's not going to matter here. So if I can take an activation counter away, she sidestep defense. Okay, I'm almost in the same spot as I was before anyway. Hmm. So what would you do against her generally? I mean, jet, I mean, this sort of depends a little bit. If I'm playing my Jung, I'm going to death sentence her and then hopefully just shoot her. Yeah, I mean, death sentence and then swing an anchor at her face. Uh, that's, yes, that, that's that, would, effective. that would be my solution with my current list. Um, so, most... so, I mean, like in, in a general sense, like that large size means that she is uh, weak to shooting. Yes. Although... Despite, yes, tough and 10 wounds, sure, but you're going to hit her easily, so you're going to get a good success level. Although there's an asterisk to that, because it not being an animal, you can give her stuff. Yes, so we'll come to the counters to what we see as the weaknesses in a second, I guess. Yeah, um, um, but but yes, I mean, shooting is obviously great. Um, the other thing I would look into doing um, with my junk, certainly, would be Temo. Yeah. Because Temo just needs to hit her, then he can either blind, berserk, or frighten her. Yeah, so frighten... It's hilarious. Yeah, because then she's just going to auto-fail any other fear tests. Well, no, it means that you can't engage people that cause fear. There's yeah, no fear absolutely. You just can't do it. Well, the wood, okay, so if she, she wouldn't be able to, say, target uh, your big crab dude, whose name I can't remember. Tetsuso. Thank you. Um, she wouldn't even be able to walk into melee with him. But if he decided to walk into melee with her, she would auto-fail. You get yes. that one that one ID bar. Yes, uh, the blind is also that one die debuff. I think blind is a real problem for her because she's got aware, which means she's got a, you know she can see all around her. But, but if she that, doesn't doesn't have sixth sense, so and if you have a line of sight of zero inches, yeah. Um, so I mean that's an an obvious thing to do, uh, but that requires some specific tech. Yeah. Um, more generically, I would just make her fight something that I hopefully choose. Yeah, I mean, even if you exhaust her, she's only going to go down to three dice. 
So it's going to be hard to kill her there. I, I, I definitely think you need to be getting debuffs on there. Oh yeah, if Prone, you, prone's not an option. Blind. If, uh, if you want to kill her, you definitely need to either meet her with something of equivalent quality or preferably debuff her, preferably both. Really. Yeah. Uh, like you say, like with anything expensive that's big like this, just you can just tarp it. Yeah. Uh, she's got that sidestep defense, so she can get out, but she will have already lost an activation doing that if it's the first you know thing she does in a turn. If if you've moved in, gone all out defense, survived it, then she sidestep defenses out. Well, that's her turn done. I I'm fine I'm fine with that. So, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll take that turn every single round of the game. <laughs> uh I'm trying to think what I mean, what other debuffs uh would, would, would work nicely on her? Um uh, stun. Yep, stun's good. I mean, basically anything that's not prone, isn't it? Yeah, basically. Uh, obviously, she, uh, she, she's a, she can't be poisoned, but fire is going to be a problem for her because it'll ignore her tough. Im- immobilizing would be great, but because she's a large model, it's, hard to, make, it's hard to make stick. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh. I think, so range threats are a big problem for her, but with that movement... If your ranged threat that you've set up isn't guarded by something, she can probably take it out. Um, yes, with a charge of twelve inches, you know. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, you could crazy. Even, you could even if you're just worried about a range model. Most range models are nowhere near her in melee. You can mm. just run and then engage. Sure, you're down to three dice, but you can probably win anyway. Yeah. So the way I would. Probably try. It depends what you're using. If you're using like uh, Prefecture, you've got Minuro, so you can shoot her. Yes, she can threaten him with her movement, but you can you have access to a lot of fairly cheap profiles in Prefecture that you could just put their zones of control in the way of that. Yeah. So Minuro just stands behind a spearman and just shoots at Smarta. Yeah. You could even just put a Goshi there, like what five, six rice or something. And of course, you have the. Shall we mention the, the terrain challenge thing, which is hilarious against Yatsumata? Yes. So uh, the GCT have currently got a build your own terrain competition going on for this month. I think they're doing a different piece of terrain every month. And the winner gets cool things. I can't remember. This, this month, you get to <clears throat> help design a terrain card. Oh, no, no, no. It's not this month. If you. So I think you get like a voucher each month or whatever if, for winning, but then over the whole year or something, oh, okay. over, over all of the terrain pieces, whoever sort of wins overall gets to design a oh. terrain card to go in the next cycle deck. Oh, that's very cool. Um, so yeah, for this month it is the Sun Goddess Shrine, which I've got open here. It's uh, a terrain piece. Put it on a 50 mil. It's large. It doesn't say on the card, but it should be on a 50 mil, I think. Soulless models may not move or be placed within two inches of that. this terrain feature. Impassable, blocking, large, and destructible. And anyone but uh, Cult and Savage Wave can bring it? Yeah, yeah. Cult and Savage Wave can't take it. Uh, so we were saying how good she is in zones. But, I mean, you can't put impassable terrain features in zones, can you? No, but you can but put you it can right put outside. Just outside, yeah, and you can oh. put it on your opponent's opponent's side as well. So. And then she's never getting to that zone. 
well, unless someone else walks in and destroys it. But destroying terrain is a costly process. So, yes, it's more that you can put it on a zone, and then it doesn't make it that she can never get there. But you probably make your opponent not want to go there. Hmm. Um. So bring that, bring the uh, rice bale barricade, and suddenly you actually can guard against her getting to places you'd quite you don't want her to go. Yeah. I'm just looking in the terrain setup rules. I I can't actually see that it says you can't place impossible in a zone. It's in the scenario rules, I think. Uh, people look things up on the internet. Uh, I can't find it right now. I wonder if that's a hangover from the last edition. I mean, it could it could be. Regardless, even if you can't put it in a zone, but right next to the zone or close by, hmm. still a very good way of crowd controlling her. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, and it's it's a it's a fifty mil base. Uh, it costs two rice. That means you can also take the rice bell barricades. That's another fifty mil base. You can you could shut down like charge lanes for her. So a thirty mil base can get through, but a fifty mil can't. Yeah, uh, all sorts of things you can do like that. But yeah, this one is a real bummer for her. Um, so definitely worth. And I mean, you could shelter your. Uh, range models in there. Uh, I'm not sure I would use it for that. No, I mean, well, look, you can do. If your if your uh, ranged models move up, and then they're within two inches of that, wonderful. You want to make sure that the entirety of their base is within two inches of it. <laughs> well, you, just, you sort of just need to be on the other side, so she'd have to go around to get an angle on them. Yeah, true. True. Because that gives you enough time to shift again, if you mm-hmm. need to, and then you can play that dance for the whole game. Yeah, I mean, obviously, having it on having your range model on the other side of a fifty mil blocking piece of terrain isn't ideal. No, no, but you can have it off to the side. Yeah, yeah. Just so her straight path would touch the area, because on a fifty mil base, mm. you need a lot of clearance to get around that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, while we're on the subject of the Risen Sun. Uh, cycle deck. You've got Celebration of Life, a one rice event, playing the starting phase. All soulless models gain insignificant until the end phase. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So you see your opponent set up for that turn one prayer, and you're going, okay, turn one. Uh, she's insignificant. She can't do a scenario objective interaction. <laughs> uh, also useful later in the game, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, later in the game, she's not doing the scenario objective interactions, generally. It's not who you want to do it with, no. No, unless you really want to get to like uh, your opponent's ones and score those three scenario points. Uh, we're running low on time, so I think we need to talk about uh, a couple of things that you can do to uh, buffer up to try and counter the things that people can use to counter her. Yes, um, so the things that occur to me, uh, she's not an animal, so and, and she's not insignificant, so she can have enhancements and uh, equipment, as you said. So, I mean, one of the really obvious ones is Rashi's fan. Yes. I- You're spending two rice, that's 27 rice investment at this point, but if she gets shot a lot, 
you know, that's that's a really good counter. Yeah, I mean, it it could even be a counter to the point where you you just automatically bring it with her. You're already investing a lot of rice. It very much depends on your local meta. I think if you're going to like a Masters tournament, it's a judgment call based on the rest of your list because that two rice could be you know, I, I, a wasted investment a lot of the time. Or, yeah, and, and it could stop you from having a crucial model that you need for something. Exactly, yeah. Uh, the other enhancement that you can put on her is uh, the run-in enhancement again, uh, Paragon. So she gets a virtue token. Yes. Uh, now, the reason I mentioned that is, uh, where are we? I've got Sakura open here. So the 13 rice Shisai. Uh, you can give Yatsumata evasive, basically, by doing that. Uh, and I can see for a one rice investment, Yatsumata having evasive being another one of those. If you need it, it's going to be invaluable, but you might not need it at all in a whole game. But yes. Rice, and the benefit of the virtue token is that it gives you options depending on what other models are in the list. Yeah, I mean, Satsuki uh, gives you a move boost for two key, which obviously is useless. Uh, and then you've got uh, Ayako, who gives you all the options. Uh, Lightning re Reflexes is obviously useless. Assassin is very situational for Yatsumata. Sixth Sense means that you're not worried about that blind anymore. Uh, and jump up is useless. So I think essentially you're, you're choosing between Ayako's sixth sense and Sakura's um, evasive. evasive. But but both are very good to have access to as an option for the one time in the game you need to be able to do that. Because yeah, absolutely. Sixth sense also deals with things like darkness or mm -hmm. camouflage. Yeah. And if you've got uh, Ayako in your list, you don't even need to buy Paragon because she can hand out a Virtue token each turn anyway. Yeah. Uh, but Paragon's one of those. If, if you've got Ayako in your list, Paragon's a really uh, handy special card to have. Um, Someone episode is not about Ayako. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that we came up with. I, th I think most of the enhancements and attachments are pretty useless. I mean, you can give her a, a great big uh, a sword if you want to. That's no real um, point. It no, just really. boosts her cost without adding terribly much in the way of utility. Um, I mean, ultimately, Yatsumata is inherently a fairly straightforward model. It has a ton of rules on it. Yeah. But what you want, what you want to be doing with it, is actually quite straightforward a lot of the time. And you can do it in all three of the themes as well, which yes. is uh, pretty Powerful. amazing. Yeah, so I mean, you can take the Blessed and, I mean, obviously she's a snake, she should fit in the Blessed, but it gives you that punch that you're only otherwise really getting from Kenzo and a little bit from uh, the two heavy whose names I've forgotten. Yes, I can't, re uh, I can't remember. I used to know uh, this. Yui, uh, no, yeah, Yui yes. and Taisei. Yes. It's been a while since I've played Ito. Um so uh, in Lords of Izu, if you don't want to take Itsunagi, uh, then you've got Yatsumata as an option. And having you know, more tanking in that list can work really well. You could do both. Yeah, uh, I started writing a list with both, actually. And you do have to take a lot of the, the cheap models, obviously. So yeah, you're taking like, a lot of Okyo archers and Ashigaru. Which, to be honest, Okyo... Uh, Ashigaru and then the Temple Bushi 
is is what you do and some shimagama vipers because i think they can go in the list as well because they're snakes uh, and they can be really handy for just turning models around and then yet smarter can eat them yeah uh and then you've got serpent's coil which doesn't have any restrictions um um, during the end phase, if a model takes damage due to a poison token, a model with immunity poison in this warband gains one key token. Well, you don't care. So, so yeah. So yeah, I, I think that probably, I think that probably wraps up our really fast look at her. Unless you've got anything else uh, on your mind. No, I mean the the tricky thing is sort of like what do you do when you see her across the table? I mean, there's obviously nuances to piloting her. But you can do quite well by just I move six and I bite your head off. Mm -hmm. I think she's generally really straightforward to use unless your opponent has a hard counter to her, like the blind and so on. Yeah. Um, and for your opponent, yeah, it's just got to be about putting disposable bodies in the way if you can, using ranged if you can, getting what debuffs you can on there, uh, like any 25 rice model. Uh, maybe we try and start this little series of, of things by looking at the 25 rice models uh, you know next time we can look at like i don't know or, or so, certainly the, the 20 plus range because they yeah. all do fairly significant things yeah and, I think, and will be important features of a game yeah when you're getting up to 25 rice you're definitely bumping up uh well, not bumping up against but you're getting towards that limit which is maybe where the game engine doesn't might, work so well might break because yeah, you can just keep making a model more expensive, but if no one can kill it and it can kill the only threat that, to it pretty easily, then that rice cost sort of becomes irrelevant at a point. Yes. Uh, so I think I don't think twenty-five rice models are there. I don't think there are any models like that in the game currently. Um, but I, you can see where things start to stretch a little bit. I might reach it around thirty. Yeah, I think thirty is the. Uh, is the point where it all goes uh, a little bit difficult. But yeah, there we go. I, uh, okay. I think we'll wrap up there. Excellent. We'll talk at you again soon. Hope you enjoyed that. Bye. Bye. Find Robot Dice Explosion at robotdiceexplosion.com at rde underscore podcast at Twitter and Robot Dice Explosion on Facebook.